0: it's your host jojo
1: and it's your co-host Mars,
0: and you're listening to the app where the, the only, only way, way is through the app. app welcome to another episode of the avenues your host jojo and it's your
1: co-host Mars. yes yes
0: and today i got my sister from another mister shalana simon what Hi, it everyone.
1: do
0: yes she is here today we'll be discussing social work and how that ties into the ministry lot of things, a lot of moving pieces when it comes to social work. It's a lot of drama, it's a lot of growth. There's a lot of breakthroughs. And we got the perfect person this morning to just delve in and get into the nitty gritty. Yes. And And, you know, like we and we we discuss everything. You know, (laughs) what they say on the uh, what they don't say on the pulpit, we're gonna say on the podcast.
1: Yes we are. And I'm really excited about this one because I, I don't know if this was approved, but I title this Beneath This Skin, especially with when you're thinking about ministry and social work and working with different populations, mm-hmm. really trying to humanize who we're serving. So I'm really excited about this conversation.
0: Yes. And you know, social work is an extremely difficult field to work in. It's not for the faint of heart. I personally do not know how people do it on a <laughs> daily basis. Um, but let's just get into our first question for Solana um what would you say compelled you to get into this field of
2: work? Um, I, I'm gonna be honest to say that I got tired of being supervised by people that had master's degrees and I felt that there was a different approach to social work mm. um, I got tired of people looking at single mothers like myself and seeing um, all of our deficits like yeah we had kids when we were young um, especially parents that people that grew up in broken homes mm. I wanted to look at a person and saw the potential and what God can do through them Mm -hmm. and i went into social work not knowing the impact it would have on my own life yeah um but i wouldn't have chosen a different um profession because i felt like social work chose me Mm. and the impact has just been amazing is impact how i interact with my family um how i parent my kids Mm -hmm. and just general like just the general public just always being christ-centered in my practice of social work Mm -hmm. has just been phenomenal
1: and what, I know that there's there's definitions, obviously, of a social worker, but what would you define, especially being a Christian and a social worker, what would that, what's your definition of that?
2: I, I think social workers in general, which is like, if I could get a logo for us, we're just like, we, social workers just do it better. Um, we're <laughs> fixtures um, to all my social workers out there. It's a labor of love to do social work every single day. Every single day, it's a blessing. So we're fixers. We fix what we we come from a place of just love, mm-hmm. and that's what guides our practice as social workers.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, what would you say was the most like difficult thing or most disturbing thing you had to witness in in that field?
1: And definitely, if there's like confidentiality, yeah, you don't have yeah, to go you don't have into to like... details. I um, have to put it
0: all out there. Yeah. But...
2: When I was fresh out of grad school, I worked as elder with, within Elder Services as a protective worker. So it basically is like a DCF workers for adults. Mm-hmm. And I had a case where a son was raping his elderly mom who had mm. dementia. Wait,
0: hold on. Run that back.
2: Yeah. Hold, hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. I didn't catch that. Wait, What'd what did you say?
2: A son was raping his mother.
0: A son was raping his mother. Yeah.
2: Ooh. That was the most difficult case i in, in my entire practice from oh two thousand eleven to current that I've ever come across.
0: And how old was the, the, the son and how old the old mom was out? like
2: in her seventies, the son was like in gosh. his forties, and it was like really um a lot of family members that were involved and someone just happened to just a provider went into the home and saw something that was a bunch of red flags and then we got the report. And as, you, as I dived into it, it was the most disturbing thing that I've mm. ever had to deal wow. with. Dang. Because it's outside of the scope of human thinking that, you know, a son can become a predator and the victim is his mother. Dang.
0: And, like, the social workers found this out.
2: Yeah. After, like, having conversations with people... Like providers that would go in because the mom had home care services. Wow. So th- providers would go in and they would see their interaction and the, the questions start. Like I always tell people, if there if you leave a situation and there's a question, nine times out of ten report it. Wow. Because your human instinct is
1: always correct. But then even with those, like how do you even if we're talking about beneath the skin? Yes, my self title for this part po- this episode.
0: Wait, we, we how do you that.
1: even humanize somebody? That is raping their mother. Like, how do you even see... I don't even want to say good. Because, like, Honestly, I, I couldn't even do wow, that. But, yeah. like, how do you... I mean... On one side, you're like, okay, I want to make sure that the mother is safe, elderly, you know, that that's a vulnerable population within itself. Right. But then, what's your thinking for the guy? Like, what help does he get? Does he get help? Like, especially as a Christian, like, what do you... Ugh. It's hard to reconcile as a Christian when you deal with situations
2: like that. But in, in the same breath, it's easy because we know what is out there. Like, mm-hmm. I know that a person is not going to get up. And, like, no logical person is going to say, I'm going to rape my mother or mm-hmm. my niece today. It's how the devil is using people. And, and and it's from that standpoint that as a social worker, I can work with predators. Mm. That, not to say that it's easy, because I'll be the first person to tell you, I'll tell the supervisor off the bat, like, I can't do this. This mm. is too triggering for me. I don't feel safe. But if there are cases where I feel like I can't, I can implement change. I can go into that family and I can create an environment where when I leave I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm able to do that. And it's a lot of prayer. Sometimes even when people are talking, I'm
1: praying like mm-hmm. God, you got to take control of this cuz mm-hmm. I I can't. Yeah, yeah. What um to follow up with that then, how do you not give up on on god because i i can imagine exactly you know what i mean like does it
0: strengthen like your like when you when you go through certain things right does it strengthen your faith or does it make you like question god at times
2: it strengthens my faith because Mm. i know i know the god that i serve all right amen so when i when i go into it's like i have i have clients that i work with and i have worked with that are pedophiles Mm. that are rapists one of my vets um, it was all over the news. Like, um, I was just sitting there watching TV with my kids, and I was like, that name sounds familiar.
1: Mm, oh, my God. So, you actually knew the person?
2: I knew the... I worked with him. Whoa. I sat behind closed doors with him. Wow. He was an so you, so you,
0: So, you you, worked with him, like, you worked alongside him, or you... I
2: was his social worker. You were his social worker. Wow. Okay, okay, all he right. was incarcerated for 20 years and then got released, and then he ended up, because I worked at a shelter for vets, and he was there, and then... He was on probation, and then it got rid of the community probation. He finds himself back in his old stomping ground and sexually oh. assaults someone. And I'm sitting there watching this with my daughter, and I'm like, you know what? There is a God because that could have been me because I've yeah. mm. sat there behind closed doors, mm. and you know, you get comfortable after working with people for a long period of time. I'm like, God kept me. Amen. That's true, and that's how I can continue to do it because you know, someone has to stand on the front lines. We 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 have we. These are human beings and they deserve services. Mm-hmm. Mm. But every single morning I get up, I'm like, God, just get me through this day. Just let me come back the same way I left. Right. And that it sustains you. And then there are individuals like people believe that people cannot be rehabilitated. I don't. I don't totally agree with that, but in the same sense, if you provide people with appropriate services, right, they can function in our society.
1: Uh, It's hard though.
0: So, my (laughs) thing is, my thing is, my thing is, okay, all right. So, we see these individuals, right, Mm -hmm. and they all they obviously need help. They need help in whatever capacity, um, and their challenges varies, right? Mm -hmm. So, my thing is, and when it comes to social work, um, you know, it's it's all about empathy and you know, meeting the person where they're at, not where you want to see them, you Mm -hmm. know, like down the line or what, what have you. Mm-hmm. the challenge with me, all right, I'm not a social worker, but if I see like, uh, if I see an alcoholic, right, and mm-hmm. I'm helping the alcoholic, mm-hmm. the one thing that's always in my head is like, I'm, I'm seeing them sober. I'm seeing them sober. And that's not a bad thing, right? We, we want to see good for other people. Yeah. My thing is, for me personally, it's, it's challenging to just meet the person where they're at and having patience with them, right? And taking that, taking that journey with them. hmm so how, do you, is it easy for you to see, like, to be in the moment where they're currently at and not, you know, keep focusing on, like... Because sometimes you're
1: not going to see the outcome. Right. It's really like you're in some, I don't I don't know, because I'm, again, I'm, I'm not even a social worker, but I can imagine, like, it's sort of like planting a seed. And then you may not see the outcome. Like, how do you like measure what outcome? with us? he plants
2: the seed and he gives us free will come on social work is no different social work for me is client centered but as a Christian it is Christ centered Hmm. right
1: right right because
2: I don't need to think about six months from today where you're gonna be if I work with in faith and knowing that God through, through Christ all things are possible right I'm gonna do my part God's guy's going to do his part. And then if you do your part, then the outcome will be what it is. Mm-hmm. But you have a choice. Social work is... It's it's not me doing for you. It's us working together collaboratively having the same goal. There's a person there's some people they start off, they have no motivation. Mm-hmm. They can't see tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're you're that person that's gonna bring that hope into their life. That's gonna say, Okay, maybe you can't see tomorrow, but can we get you to the end of the day? Mm-hmm. And, and and setting measurable goals and meaningful goals, I think a lot of social workers and a lot of people, especially as Christians, we wanna just if you see somebody that's broken, let me fix you. Right. Like let me give yeah, you a house yeah. let me give you a clothes. But what are you teaching that person? Wow. I, God teaches us. Like he never gives us all what we want. Wait, what, what. Yeah, like yeah, he doesn't wow. do that. That's powerful, so that's I mean powerful. social work is exactly the same way. I'm like I work with homeless veterans. I'm honored to work at the Department of Veterans Affairs and I've been there it's gonna be three years in um in June and I'm thankful because I see how my colleagues and I we're committed to social work as a profession, but also we're committed to the vets that we serve on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We get veterans that are, um, that are Christians, that are atheists, mm-hmm. that have been in combat, like from Vietnam to Afghanistan, and we get them as broken as they can come. We have women that are um, mothers who have MST, mm-hmm. um, and we have transgender individuals, mm-hmm. and it's. Every, every approach is not the same, but if you approach it with a level of compassion. Right. Mm, and I right. think that makes the difference right. with social work versus right. other professions. Mm.
0: So let me ask you this, right? So this is the reality. There are a lot of people that get swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Right? And like, whether they be um, homeless, whether they be drug addicts, alcoholics, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What... What is your perspective on that? Like how the church responds to that? Do you think the church is doing like a good enough? And job? how do you how do you define the church? <laughs> you can be honest. You can no, be honest. no, no,
1: this is a good question too. Yeah. Because, <laughs> no, because like I, I, I mean I mean, yeah, church is a build uh, can be a building, but I define the church like the way Hospital. the way the that Christ defines the church, like we are the body of the church. Right? Right. We're like the walking, moving, breathing parts of the church. So, right, right, yes, it's like a community and entity, but then, like, if you define yourself as the church... It's really looking at us. It's not looking at that's true the church. It's looking at yourself. Like the I question was not Marcia. directed to her. The question is, what are you doing, though? I I agree with Marsha because I know I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> I
2: mean, I mean, you know. What's your know, thoughts on that? I can do um, better. I think that Adventist Church and I, I and a lot of people are going to be offended by what and, I say, and, it's all and right. I apologize, but I'm you not going to change what I'm going to say. The Adventist Church, we have a unique perspective because we are the most, I think, some of the most educated Christians that I know. mm mm-hmm. um, They're doctors, they're lawyers, so they come from this socioeconomic status where mm. they're innate biases because you don't... See a person that's gonna come to our church as alcoholism, that's Beneath homeless, skin. <laughs> and, or if that person is struggling, <laughs> they're not yeah. gonna come out and say I'm struggling because of this prim and proper way the Adventist cultural. church is. Yeah. It's cultural, and especially if it's you're logical. West Indian, it's even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, like Marcia said, it's it, as an individual, mm-hmm. how are you approaching these individuals that are struggling? Right. Mm-hmm. How are you doing your part to address it? address it and uh, it's easy to come to church and sit down and say let's pray about it jesus gonna make it better (laughs) (laughs) but jesus is giving you the talents to help your brothers and sisters what are you doing? The, the onus is on you. You can't sit to, to wait for the world church to do something. What right. are we doing in Cambridge? Right. Like, are we getting off of our butts? Are we coming to church just to that's warm true. pews? Are we going to go out there and we're going to help that elderly person that's shut in? Or... um. Sit down and have a conversation. Offer a cup of tea for someone who hasn't eaten anything for the whole week. And just listen to their story. Mm-hmm. Because behind every person that's an alcoholic or homeless, there is trauma. Mm-hmm. There is a story. And some p- individual just needs someone to sit down and just listen. And that can be the
1: first step for them to make that change in their life. I think that as you're speaking about that, I'm just thinking about... If we're thinking about beneath this skin and humanizing... I think that even if we sort of take on their struggle, because part of it, part of part of being a Christian, too, is carrying that load or Christ carries that load and says, you know, take my yoke. It's easy. Right. So this sort of exchange, but not separating, like because I feel like sometimes it's easy to be like that person's an alcoholic, that person's a this, that person's a that. But if we acknowledge our, our all our struggles, yes, all right. struggles have different outcomes right. and different um not outcomes but different consequences. But if we all sort of say like we're all struggling and like you said, meeting that person's need, like me as a person that may judge or is jealous or whatever may be obviously different from a person that may be struggling from X, Y, and Z. Right. But we're all we all have struggles and it's all about meeting people where they're at. So I think that helps humanize, like, yo, it's, it's, people are struggling, people, people I'm are str- struggling, people
0: are struggling, but, but I want to, I, I want to add on to what you're saying with this, right, so we're talking about, like, well, we're talking about the church acceptance,
2: mm-hmm. right,
0: or the so, lack thereof, or the lack thereof, exactly, right, so, the term, the elephant in the room, I'm gonna say the elephant in the church, hmm you work closely with the LGBT community,
1: mm-hmm. LGBTQI. E-G-I-
0: E-G-I. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I gotta be politically correct. <laughs> right. Gotta be correct. And you know, the Christian church at large—not just the SDA church, the Christian church at large, the world church—they have a hard time. Well, some are bec- becoming progressive. Um, what are your thoughts on that, and how um, the church, the Christian church, is um, you know respond to that, and really? Bringing them in and, you know, being having them be a part of the, the Christian body.
2: I, I, I preface my statement to say that um, I, I stand on the, the principles of the Bible. Yes. I do not waver yes. on yes. biblical principles. Right. But I'm Christ crucified. Why did Jesus die? He didn't die just for the adulterer. Right. He didn't True. die just for the thief. Mm. He died for all Everybody. sinners. Speak on it. Wow, um, I am privileged to work with individuals who are my brothers and sisters. If they mm-hmm. choose to identify as gay, lesbian, questioning, that is your choice because we all have free will. Um, m- my stance is that the church, the values of the church, should not change because society has has changed. Do we have to really address biases and yeah. prejudices in the church? We do. Because you don't know if a person comes in feeling like, you know what, I'm going to be honest, if a person is living a homosexual life and they come into church and they truly experience the love of Christ, what that can do to their heart Mm -hmm. and how that can impact their lives, I'm not going to be one of those. I was once a point in my life where it's just like, I was lukewarm. I was like, you know what? Free will, let people do what they want to do. But I'm not in that place anymore. And I work, I, and even the people that I work with, I am open and I'm honest about my faith. I don't, I don't leave me being an Adventist and a Christian at the door when I walk into my job. I'm honest about that. Like, they'll, I'll break my Bible out and be studying for Bible Bowl right there. So don't ask me a question if you don't want an answer because it's not going to be the sugar-coated answer that you're <laughs> expecting. I'm going to be honest. Um but I feel like the church needs to needs to stand on biblical principle and not waver. And we can't be just selective on GBLTQ. We need to be we need to be towing the line on every single belief because if we waver
1: on one, it becomes a slippery slope. All right. But I think it I think the, that's that's a good point. And I think but I think it's also, like you said, having those conversations because I think, okay, so someone comes in. I've been in, in, in situations where even the way a sermon is preached, it's just like you're using inflammatory words. words. Yeah. You're using words that have got <laughs> I, I get so sensitive. You're using words that have literally led to people's lives, like dead, dead. dead, yeah. dead. So weird. it's like, okay. And then. You preaching to a choir like you're not saying anything you're not talking, talking about, about how God's spirit can move. move you. you're not talking about Uh-oh. how you know you're 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 berating and you're Uh-oh. degrading and how does that person want to come back? I think that like you can like you said stand up and put, but treat, treat somebody like a human being
2: because we all have our struggles. this is the thing a, a gay person their their identity, their sexuality like it's their life mm-hmm. but you you see it. And, and if you out there and not on the down low, you honest about it, I got more respect for you. Because mm-hmm. you're saying these are my choices. Like, with some people have no regrets. Some people have regrets. But there are a lot of people in the church that are living in sin. And they will literally stand in judgment of another person. Right, right. Like, who are you to do that? Mm-hmm. And they don't understand, like, a person can walk into church, you don't know where they're at when they come into church, and if they hear something that is negative, that can push them off right back up. the edge, they go back out, but they can also go and slit their wrists, or, um, pop yeah. some pills in their mouth, and then it becomes, you are responsible for that. You need to be careful when you're in a position of power, what comes out of your mouth. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. here's the thing, right, here's the thing. Um... I was, having this, I was having this conversation yesterday um, with a church member, and I'm going to color outside the lines, right? Like, what are you guys are saying, you know, it, it's true, something that we have to do, and, you know, a lot of it's politically correct. All right, so what about when they come into the church? Because the way I see it, it's like if, let's suppose if... Um, them? Who's,
1: who's, who's
0: them? them? Who's them? Who's them? LGBT? No, Q- they, 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 they're Human
1: beings are brothers oh, and sisters, right? Okay. Wait, right. okay. right. I don't I don't understand. No, hold on, hold on hold, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you see? can you see? Yeah. No, you're right. Like, all right. so <laughs> so it, Come on. Okay, now. so so that's
0: Come little on. that's and little fine. That's yeah. so yeah. No, but hey, like we we're, we're all in this together and mm-hmm. this is a learning experience, right? Here's the reality, right? When a homosexual comes into the church, right? Mhm. What they're thinking in their minds, they know how the Christian church views them. Mm -hmm. They know the bias. They know, you know, this, that, and the third. It's almost like if a person of color goes to, like, a a white supremacist. So
2: a person is walking in with their own life experiences and they're prejudging
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're prejudging it. That might not be so. But just like if a person of color went to a white supremacist's house for, like, a dinner... Lord knows why. Right? And they're going to have that. It I mean, they they may not be a white supremacist, but you know, whatever. Um, they may have their preconceived notions of, you know, how they're being viewed mm-hmm. and how the other person really feels. And so that's how I see if a, a gay person comes to a church, that may it may not be the reality in that church, but they probably had their experience or know someone that Or
1: what if they just true followers of the 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 Bible the what if they want to experience Christ and this is the only method or means But here's that,
0: but here, mm. but okay but here's what's going here's what's going down there are people in the church that are demonizing them and they may not be demonizing them but here's the thing right people like are people going to like you know really embrace them as brothers I and sisters? Think, hold on, think, hold, on like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. But me finish. there's mm-hmm. finish. people that are but, gay in the I church know, right now. Okay, okay, like, what okay. listen, listen, listen. Y'all They got brothers on the down download. They
2: got wives. Oh, okay. But yo, you said okay. a download. download. No one knows.
0: Download? But you said download. But no one still, knows. But there are different. there are open. There are, there are open. There are there are open homosexuals in the church, right? But I feel like there's always two extremes, right? It's either um. Doctrine is just thrown out the window, and they're like, okay, all right, what you're doing, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it, even if it's contrary to doctrine, whatever, all right, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. Or they go to the other extreme, and it's like, oh, man, you know, um, beat them over the head with the Bible, and this is wrong, this is wrong. Mm. And, you know, so where do we come to the point where, you know, we're looking at them as our real brothers and sisters, and... Because I think what Christians typically do, they're like, they're waiting for that moment they become straight. It's like the waiting yeah, game. Oh, it's, like it's like the cool, waiting game. That's
1: social work. The, you plan to see, like, cry. You, but yeah, but like, but. like, the only the only thing that has power is the Holy Spirit. Like, it's not your job. Okay, it's not you your think, job. Like, it's not your job. No, you're, no, no, no. <laughs>
2: okay. So, Shalana, I'm, so I'm going to break it down. Like, you, 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 you threw a lot at us. So, All right, right, right. Right. so if you had, like, individuals coming off the street and want to experience. Um, Christian fellowship, and they come to church, and they happen to be gay. Yeah. I do not feel... It depends on the church culture. and it, it depends on the traditions also of the population of the church. Th- that that makes a difference. But I do not feel like a, tr- a true individual who has a love of Christ in their heart would not embrace someone who's gay. Right,
0: right, right. True, true. Would not true. embrace
2: someone who is transitioning. Mm-hmm. or chooses to cross-dress. Right. Um, I'm, a fr- I, I'm a firm believer that we should not stray away from the teachings of the Bible, but don't selectively choose the verses that you choose to tell people. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do that. Right.
1: Because true, let, let's true.
2: include all of them. Let's talk about the story of Mary Magdalene when she was at the foot Ooh. of Jesus. Let, let's, let's, let's really address it. And address every aspect of it. Because then you're
1: putting <laughs> sin on a pedal yeah, You're just, putting <laughs> different sins on the different pet. levels. I
0: agree. I it's agree. a sin. I like,
1: agree. and then it makes it makes your level. Of, it's like you well, are. How do you think? How do you
0: how do you think? How do you think? Um, a gay person. I mean, we we recognize it as a sin because you know we're Christian. we 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 subscribe to that doctrine, right? But when when that is, because you know there will be individuals that you know will will say it's a sin, like. How do you, is. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but,
2: out, call it an orange yeah. and orange. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that. No. I'm not
0: saying to dance around it, but how do you, you kind of go...
2: You don't dance. You call a sin a sin. Fornication yeah. is a sin. Adultery is a sin. Okay. Men who may, lay with men is a sin. I women agree. who lay with women is a sin. It is a sin. Like, I, I'm trying to understand how do you how do we finesse what God has already taught. Like, this is what God has said. This is what he has laid out. Yeah. But also, Jesus teaches us grace and love, <clears throat> But in the same breath, like, you you have... Look, if it's a pile of poop in front of you, if you put ice in on top of it, it is still a pile of poop.
0: Here's the thing, right? Call it what it is. No, 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 I, I, I agree with you. And I see... I think, um... The I Christian think if church, you have
1: authority to call it what it is.
0: The, the Christian church. I think. The Christian church. We, <laughs> Christian church
1: Not everyone has the authority to be calling it what it is. We're 20 <laughs> You know, you, you so got to take the plank out of your eye first. Yeah. Before you go take no, the plank of no. somebody else's eye. That side. is true. That is and true. And I don't know. I think I think it's the more that you're around people that are different, the more you begin exactly. to have compassion for you people. Can, yes. D- that is what it is because no one is... I do not
2: believe, honestly. I, and I'm not subscribing. If, if people are going to jump into this and think I'm subscribing, like, you know, people are born gay, that is not what I'm saying. You have you have your own opinion, own position on that. That is your belief. But compassion. I do not believe, like, a, a person will wake up and say, I want to live this lifestyle that is going to alienate me from That's my family. Hard. Like, alienate me from society. Yeah. I, I, look, I work with... Um, latino and african american men two of the populations where it's like if you come out you gay everybody that's on you Mercy. If, who 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 would say like this is what i want to do and i'm just like look this is how satan works in our lives like as a mom like i honestly wouldn't know what i would do if my child comes to me and says i'm gay or i'm a lesbian i i pray to god that i would never have to experience that because any parent that has to experience that it is hard it yeah. is hard because It's you're looking at a perspective of like all the things that you, as you, what they're going to go through, what you're going to go through as a parent to love your child, to support your child through that process. I work with with young men who are homeless because of that. Like, and as Christians, it's just like you have to love, you have to have have compassion. If you have the love of Christ in you, you will not turn anyone away, whether it's a child or a person that's gay or an elderly person. I, I just, Compassion, like Marcia said, you have to have compassion.
1: It's, it's required. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, once you understand the ministry and the love of Christ, that it's, it's yo, you think you have... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you have until
2: it's tested. Yeah. That's true. Honestly,
0: Do you think it's possible to, all right, for everything that you said, right, um, to to go about it in that way I, I i believe so but you know just for the listeners um to do all these things and you know still love them it still recognizes a sin and still manifest as a sin before them and for them to still coexist with the church
1: i don't know that i i feel like that's that's god work that's like someone that's that's like someone that's a Mm, no, because again, you're putting the thing on a pedestal. There's so many this levels thing, and layers. This is the thing. And I feel like we all come to church broken every yeah. Sabbath.
2: Every Sabbath, I do not feel like there is a person that walks in and they have not sinned during the week or by the time they went from 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 home to church. Um, I. Everyone needs love, and we are yeah. all sin sick souls. Yeah. Um. I don't believe that we elevate, we should elevate one sin above another. If we are able to love everyone, we should be able to love a person who identifies as being part of GBLTQ community. And I will have no problem, because I have no problem right now in my life as a social worker, as a daughter, as a mom, and above all as a Christian. To love all. Yeah. Amen. Simple answer. Right, so, what? what you <laughs> Simple answer. Like, he didn't tell
1: you, like, let God do his work. Right. I, I'm oh, so tired of us thinking. I'm saying he can use you. If he wants to use you to do that, yeah. then let that be revealed to you. But I feel like we try to we underestimate God before God. Yeah, yeah that's true. He him. don't need you to help him. Yeah, yeah, you're he right. You got you're right. it.
0: You're right. Yeah. You know, too, too often. <laughs> nah, that's true. Too often we underestimate God. And you know, what like, you know what I like about God? Yo, God's like me. God's a show off god be showing yo god be showing yeah, up and like yeah. yo god you god's like you know what you can think what you want you can do what you want and you know after you're done let me know when you finish and and, and, me, and watch me work watch yes, me go to work watch me stunt it.
2: yeah and yeah he's a stunt and he just every, like and yeah. everything like um my nephew was in a so it was like I, I was i was part of the prayer line and i was just like crying at my desk one day i was talking to cassandra and I was, she just she was like just pray to God and just ask him to show up in your life. Be careful what you ask God to do. <laughs> 30 minutes later I'm driving to um to Lynn for a home visit and my sister calls me and she's like um my nephew's Aiden's. my Aiden was in Guyana at the time that his minibus was parked picking up kids cuz they were going Aww. to school hits the bus, the bus wow. flips over. My nephew sustains the the, 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 the most, like, damage. Like, my nephew's mm. head is, like, disfigured because he had wow. to get skin graft. Like, it, it he has post-traumatic stress. Mm. And I was just like, but this could have been the scenario. Every child on that bus should have died. Wow. Every kid on that bus. And the, my nephew walked away with, a, like, skull fractures and, like, he had to, like, he lost, he literally had a gash in his head. Wow. And I'm just like, look how God, God. I had to shut up and I just started crying. I'm like, you know what? He's there. I, I'm just yes. I ain't gonna tempt you no more to say, show yes. up in my life. Yes, just be he's present. There. You'll be surprised what God man. can
1: let him do, do? man. God Listen, you don't have these
0: situations, man. He,
1: you don't need your checklist. Like, I feel like we have this like checklist for what yeah. he should right, do or right, what he right, should right, do. It. Right, right. Listen, at the end of the day, you'll be judged. Okay. Right. <laughs> right, right. That's that's true (laughs) you have the book on you like so what's up Uh that time when you didn't help that person that time when you walked away from that person like and it's like
2: the simplest things that are can show the character of like God in you. Right. Mm-hmm. The simplest things, holding the elevator door, saying yes. good morning to someone, like yes. because yes. you don't know what that person is going through when they got to work, and you just a smile on your face and you just saying good morning can light up a person's day and can mm-hmm. change their lives. You don't. It's like a drop in a bucket, and the ripple effects we just don't know. So as Christians, we always need to. I tell people just to be present. Don't think about tomorrow. Mm. I ain't thinking about yesterday. I can't redo it. Like, be but just present. to be resin. I hear that. And I think that's hard because the worries of the world and everything that's going on, like, it just impacts us. Your mind is always going. Yeah. Like, when do you... Yeah. The anxiety of just thinking about all the things that are happening in this world. Mm-hmm. Just t-
1: take a moment and just, just give like it a to breather. God.
0: Give it to God.
1: Ooh, best answer. We got,
0: we got one last question for you before we wrap up, right? So what changes do you anticipate seeing in 2018 and beyond within the church? And also... Would you suggest more outreach versus inreach? since those inside of the church have already been fed?
1: He definitely, like, wrote that question. <laughs> well, because,
2: <laughs> uh, he read it. He read <laughs> that question. Like, like, right? Wow. Okay. Yo, it, was
1: a loaded, it was a loaded question. <laughs> I no,
2: got to take it. I gotta take that piece by piece. I, gotta, I, I, you know, I couldn't
0: improv on that. I couldn't improv on uh,
2: that. The, I, I, I dare to say that there, your statement with the, regarding the people
1: in the church have been fed, have they?
0: Uh-oh.
1: Have they really? Just you <laughs> I'm still stuck on the church is not a building thing. I've, been, they? I've, been, I've been stripping it down. Now, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. I want to go back to what you said.
1: Ha, have <laughs> they really been fed? Just because, you okay,
2: baptism is outward expression of our love and yeah, commitment to yeah, Christ, right, yes. Right, right, right. That don't mean that you've been fed just because you got a spoon in your mouth. Mm. That don't mean nothing. Hmm. Um, As Assistant Director of Community Service at Cambridge, I, um... I'm committed to our mission of inreach and outreach. I don't believe that there's a there's a dividing line in our ministry. Um, we definitely want to get people in the church and teach them about the love of God and just for them to grow spiritually w- in terms of a relationship with God and relationship with Christ. But also, the people that are in church are struggling. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people who are in our. It's, they fill our pews, but they don't understand why they, Why we as Adventists believe what we believe, why we as Christians believe what we believe. There are people that don't understand the 2300-day prophecy.
0: Yeah.
2: They, they can't. They're like, what? That's true.
0: That's how, true. Are <laughs> how are you a
2: Christian and you don't know? How you a Christian and you don't believe? Like, how? So there are people that are starving more in the church than the people that are outside of wow, the church. Wow,
0: that's true. That is true. So it, it, it's equal.
2: It's equal. We got to keep the people that's in the church in the church and educate them and feed them. And the people that are outside, bring them in the fold.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's our—that's what the Great Commission calls us to do. Not just to get the message and sit with it. You have to be like deliberate and methodical. Like, this is what I'm going to do. My hope is that at Cambridge, I can't speak for the other Adventist churches, but for us to do it better in 2018. Yes, yes. For us to be bolder in how we approach ministry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, not just to just do the things that are comfortable for us, but be uncomfortable in your faith and i mean like literally like be bold like if someone like i've i've prayed with people at my job like one i did um a home visit and the, the husband wasn't there it's an abusive situation and i was like do you need do you need anything what but can i need? pray with you yeah. She was like i need prayer and i i literally put put, my, put my, all my stuff aside i held a hand and i prayed because that's what she needed yeah. we have to be bold and assertive about our faith and know that god is God has us. Yes. He's just waiting for you to walk out in faith and trust Him. Like I went to London with my friend, and like every time we saw something, they were like they just got to do it better. We as Adventists, we as Christians in two thousand eighteen, let's just
1: strive to do it better. Yes. That's it. And if you want to learn more about the Adventist Church, come on, is man. there a website or something? <laughs> I'm sure you can Google it. It's two thousand eighteen. You can figure it out. Just okay. do, it <laughs> do it better. But I would first say. Read the Bible.
0: Yes.
1: It's a read great the Bible. Sense. Yes. So one, of, one of our sisters
2: that was in um, New Year's Eve, well, it was New Year's Day for us, um, when she got up and she talked about reading your Bible, a chapter in the morning, a chapter in the middle of the day, a chapter at night, and that she does not have time to babysit Satan. So that's my charge. Don't wow. Don't, I like that. Don't babysit Satan don't in babysit 2018. Satan. <laughs> yo, 20, yo,
0: 2018, be off that. We often shall
1: find. Yes. Right
0: yeah. Well, Solana it was great having you on the awesome. show,
1: Thank and um, you guys. hopefully,
0: we can have you in the future.
1: Ooh, are there any resources? I don't know if you know, have any on you right now. We might maybe we'll put in the link or we should oh, put in the link. You're but putting but the any link. resources with people? I mean, some of the resources that you maybe refer to your clients that may be struggling with different, uh, maybe addictions. I, oh, I don't know, um, yeah.
2: But if you are a member of the G B L T Q community, if you're Black and Latino, and you need access to services, whether it's testing or counseling, um, Multicultural AIDS Coalition mm-hmm. is located on, um, it's Isn't located. It JP? On, no, it's um the Harriet Tubman House okay. right there on oh, Mass Ave okay. in Columbus. Second Floor, awesome organization. If you have mental health issues and you're struggling with substance abuse, North Suffolk Mental Health, um, Mm -hmm. great organization, inpatient and outpatient. um, North Suffolk is located in Chelsea. If you Google it, it pops up. Chelsea, Massachusetts. Chelsea, Massachusetts. um, And also Arbor Health Systems, located all over Massachusetts if you have substance abuse and mental health issues and you are seeking services. If you are homeless... Um, DHCD is the primary access point for homeless families. Um, in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, if you're male and you're homeless, mm. Pine Street Inn yeah. and Father Great Bills. Yeah, that's a great. If you're a veteran and you're hol- homeless, and you're my population, um, please come into the VA. Um, we're located on South Huntington Ave, third floor, healthcare for homeless veterans.
1: And these are amazing. I, I know some of them. I don't know all of them, <laughs> but these are amazing organizations. Very reputable in the Boston, Massachusetts yes. area. You know, yo. At the yeah. house. Social workers rock.
2: We, we are Yo. amazing.
0: Let's do this like Brutus.
2: If you have a social worker in your life, hug them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, to thank you for coming on our show. Thank you.
2: Uh, thank once you. again, it's
0: our Avenue Podcast. Your host, Jojo. It's
1: Mars.
0: Yes, and we'll see you when we see you.